I'm Jimmy Smagula. I'm still here trying foods I've never tried before. You know, to be honest with you, I'm having a pretty good time doing it. Not all of them agree with me, but I'm very hopeful for this week. If you want to support the podcast, and I hope you do, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying enough to support us a little bit. We have a Patreon page. We have a link tree on the Instagram accounts that you can click. You can go to Patreon. You can go to PayPal. You can Venmo me at Jimmy Smagula. There's many ways you can support the podcast. I appreciate it all. And I have an incredible guest with me this week. She plays Amy Santiago on the incredibly successful television show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Melissa Fumero. Melissa, welcome to Baby Mouth. Thank you for having me. How's it going? It's good. I'm going to make an early prediction that my Jersey accent is going to be out in full force by the end of this. Well, here's an interesting fact, a trivia fact for the listeners. Melissa and I went to the same high school, the same college, and the same program in college. Yeah. Now, were you born in Lindhurst, New Jersey? I am born and raised and my parents are still in Lindhurst, New Jersey. Oh my God. No, I was actually born in West New York and lived in this tiny little town called Get- Guttenberg, Guttenberg, which is like right along the Hudson. Yes. And then we moved to Lindhurst when I was six and I started first grade there at Franklin. Didn't you also go yes, to Franklin? Yes, we, so we went to, to the Fra- same elementary school. I feel like you lived very close to Franklin, like by the play, like on the street. Didn't near we the live playground. on the same street? No, I lived on, I don't even want to say what street because my parents are literally in the same house. I don't want anybody to go up to their door and be like, I love your son's podcast, but that's true. We'll talk about it after. Well, Levy's Pharmacy. I'm in that vicinity. Levy's Pharmacy, Bogle Building. Yes. You're around the corner from the Bogle Building. I was very, I was very, very close. Well, I could say because my parents don't live there anymore, but I lived a few houses away from the little red school house. Oh, so you were on Fern? Yeah. Fern Ave. By the park, the beautiful beautiful park that we have. Yes. Yes. I grew up going to that park and I would get the bus to the city on the corner. Yes. The DeCamp, was it DeCamp or New Jersey Transit? DeCamp bus. DeCamp baby. I found out about my first job on a DeCamp bus. (laughs) (laughs) The DeCamp bus had a very difficult schedule for me to find. So I would always take, my dad would drive me to New Jersey Transit by Burger King by Route 3. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And I think I went to school with a kid whose father owned the gas station that was right there. Yeah. My dad worked in the city, so he had the bus schedule down to a science. And that was Mr. Gallo, because I know you as Melissa Gallo. Yes. And I didn't know you at all. I didn't know you in high school. 
I knew you because you were the town star. You were like, every time I did something, see here, the jersey's already coming out. People would be like, oh, you're very good. You know, do you know Jimmy Smagula? Because he's on Broadway and you're very good. And maybe you could be as good as him. Like that was my whole childhood was hearing well, about Jimmy Smagula. So thank you for lighting a fire under my ass. Because I was like, I got to be as good, if not better than this Jimmy Smagula. Well, let me tell you, my mother would be responsible for the opposite of that, which is, do you remember Lin uh, Melissa Gallo? She's on One Life to Live. Was that the one you were on? Or all, yeah, One Life to yeah, Live, yeah, right? Yeah. She's yeah. on One Life to Live. She's very successful. And meanwhile, like <laughs> I was like in the ensemble of some show, like I was in Man of La Mancha with Brian Stokes Mitchell and literally had a bag on my head for the whole show. <laughs> one time a friend of mine came to the show Someone I knew came uh -huh. to the show, came backstage, and I was like, oh, Sean, you're here. And he goes, wasn't the show great? He didn't even know I was <gasps> in the show because oh I had a bag God. on my head for the entire show. So I'm let so me just sorry. say, you're welcome. <laughs> For your illustrious career. Thank you. Because my mom would literally compare you to me all the time. And I was like, I got to get on a soap opera like this Melissa Gallo. Oh my God, that's so funny. I didn't, I just like always assumed I was not even on your radar. We both went to NYU. Yes. We both went to Cap 21, right? You were a musical yes. theater girl. Now, but you, but we didn't do any musicals at our high school. I didn't have any musicals at all at my high school. Not one at Lynnhurst no, High. No, no, So, no. So how did you know you wanted to do musicals? musical theater were you like because I was at like this Broadway bound place I was on in that's where I was you went to Broadway bound too yes you must have been there when I was there you must have been a Broadway bound when I was there no because I only did it when I was really young and then I stopped I had a falling out with the leader of oh, Broadway bound we had a big yeah. falling out because I had some other performance to do she had booked the group at some place down the shore to do some competition mm. and of you know I almost said of course but of course, I was the star of Broadway Bound at that time. Right, right, right. I was the lead mm -hmm. in this big number that they wanted me to do. Uh-huh. It was mm -hmm. about garbage. I was like the mayor of the Garbageville sure. or something. It sure. was an original song. Great. And I decided not to do the competition. And she called my house and she said, it's like a knife has been turned in my back. She, and I was like 15 or 16 years old, so I did not continue. Yeah. Although in my heart, I was Broadway bound. I did not continue with the Broadway bound school. And then why did you decide to go to NYU and Cap 21? So I was... <laughs> That was so Jersey. So people can't, people can't see this because it's a podcast, but I just put up two hands. Tell me, Melissa. So, so I had done the Cap 21 summer program in high school. Yes. And I did it the summer before my senior year and it was amazing and I loved it. And so that was why I, and so NYU was my dream school and going to Cap was like my dream. Wow. But I was convinced that there was no way I was going to get in. Honestly, I was worried that I was a minority. If my my grade, I wasn't like a straight A student. Yeah. I did good on the SATs, but I got a ten twenty. You remember your score? I was a ten twenty. I did. I got eleven hundred. That's combined. way better than me. Combined ten twenty. I thought I had to get like twelve hundred or above. By the way, these scores we're talking about make no sense because you know they're like totally different nowadays. Yes. I don't understand it at all. Why would you change the fucking SAT scores? We should have bragging rights for life. Yes. I remember Gina DiMaggio got a 
1360 and they put it up on the bulletin board in the hallway at Lynnhurst <laughs> High School. Like, give me a break. That's a horrible thing. If anybody from Lynnhurst High School is listening, you got to not don't do the, that. Don't put the scores up because you can't go back and change the score. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just also, what it is. Here's two kids who got, you know, pretty average scores and went to a really good fucking college. So chew on that, Lynnhurst. I got into NYU on academic probation, to be completely oh, frank. Really? I think that's the first time I've ever said that in public. But yes, I was admitted on an academic probation. Oh. Which meant like I had to carry a, a 3.0 or I would be expelled from NYU. <gasps> Oh my God. But that means because you were so good that they were like, we have to let this guy in because he's so good. I had a very strong voice. You know what I mean? It was all vocal for me. I didn't know anything about acting. It was like a big, loud fucking voice. Like that was a thing. But I wanted to go to Carnegie Mellon. I didn't get in and I cried. I cried so hard because at that time, if you got into Carnegie Mellon and you wanted to be on Broadway, it was like a done deal. It was like a ticket to Broadway. It was like a straight line. Yeah. Straight line. And I was like, I didn't get in. There's no way I'm ever going to make it. But I was happy to go to NYU. But I lived there. You commuted to NYU? I commuted my first year. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I I just, I worked with a catering company. And I danced at bar mitzvahs. And I babysat. And I still taught a couple classes at Broadway Bound. And I saved all my money. And then I worked at Hershey Park. And I saved all that Melissa, money. Melissa, I worked at Hershey Park. I'm not even I fucking know. You know that? Okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm stopping the podcast. This can't be real. We're two summers at Hershey Park. Me too. What shows were you in? I was in the Music Box Theater. Me too. First summer. It was a 50 show in the Music Box. Both summers I did. All right, now I did, I did, the, did the country show the second summer. Oh, you did the country which show. Which was hot show. at the Big yes. Red Grill. It was outside. Yes. The Music Box was inside. And my first summer, you know, you do five shows a day, six days a week. And yeah. I lost. 30 pounds. Oh yeah. I was a stick. I I was a stick my second summer. My first summer, it was my first time move, like living away from home. And I ate all the fried things and all the chocolate. And so I gained like a bunch of weight that fr- my freshman 15 <laughs> happened that summer at, at Hershey Park. The second year was the big grid grill, and we were facing a wall of hot dogs where they would sell hot dogs in a in a in a bag with yeah. fries. They would fill the yeah. fr- bag with fries and then put and in between like three of the five shows, I would go and get a bag of fries and hot dogs and yeah. I gained like 30 pounds back. Yeah, that's what I did the first summer. And those chocolate peanut butter milkshakes. Chocolate world. I had to go over to the chocolate world and the chicken fingers from the cafeteria at Hershey Park, the workers cafeteria, delicious. That's what I gained 15 pounds on. The chicken, chicken fingers, fingers and honey mustard yeah. sauce and wash yes. it down with a chocolate peanut butter shake. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So good. Who were your favorite teachers at NYU? Do you remember at Cap 21? Doug Mostyn. I don't even know who that is. Who's that? Oh, my God. Really? Oh, it must what did have been he teach? after you. He taught acting first year. He was amazing. He also taught at the new school, the actor studio. James Lipton is a close friend of his, spoke at his memorial. And he felt like the first person who really believed in me who didn't have to. Who did you have? Well, my first year was Larry Arancio. Do you remember him? He's Uh Ann Dowd's husband. Do you know Ann Dowd from The Handmaid's Tale? I did not know that he was Ann Dowd's husband. That is Ann Dowd's husband. And she came to our classical couple times and he would be like this is my wife and I looked her up and I was like oh she's in a Jennifer Lopez movie like she was doing like 
fun little parts, like guest stars oh and things. She and she was always so good in every movie, every TV guest star, like She's killing brilliant. it. A thousand years later, this woman, she just stuck in there. Yeah. And now she's now she's getting the recognition that she's right. always deserved for the last 30 years. I just want to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When you read the script or like had your first audition where you're like, oh. Well, yeah, it was like when I auditioned for it, I Andy was already attached to it. I knew it was the people from Parks and Rec. The script was super hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. They're going to yeah. get great established awesome comedians for this like yes there's no fucking way and then when I tested for it I when I went I remember Angela Johnson who's a comedian that I love oh my god was waiting to audition and I was like yeah see that's who's gonna get it somebody like Angela Johnson is gonna get this role not fucking Melissa Fumero yeah they're like we're gonna do an improv and I was like great like I just went right into it and I didn't know we were gonna do that which was good because I didn't overthink it and then when I left I was like that was the best audition I've ever had I wish I could audition like that every time it was so fun Andy was so funny and we just like we got on right from the beginning like that second you know I did the smallest role ever written by yeah in the very first Halloween episode very first Halloween episode you're forever part of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween legacy my line was Joe uh, Latrulio is dressed up like Mario Batali and I came in in handcuffs and said sweet Batali costume dude that That's was right. my line, but you were the nicest, kindest, sweetest, most gracious. You took me around to meet every Andy. This is my friend, Jimmy. You and I had never even met. This is my friend, Jimmy <laughs> Smagula. We're from the same hometown. We went to the same. You And that was the I nicest. Mean, you were on the show. I was like, what are the odds of Jimmy Smagula? And I was still so like first season, like nervous. So it felt so good to have somebody oh. that like from my hometown that was there. And then I remember I said something about, I had a line with the word tree in it. And I said it like trait. Tree. And you were, and you were like, I love that you're doing the accent a little bit. And I was like, am I? <laughs> now, Melissa, you have chosen for me to eat. Yes figs. Mm-hmm. I have never had a fig. I've had no interest in any kind of figs before. Why did you pick the fig? Well, okay. First of all, I have some questions. Yes, please. <laughs> I have answers. Okay. So you said in your email that growing up, you just ate the same menu all the time. Like your mom just made the same things for you all the time. Yes. My mom would, and I guess you didn't have this experience in Lindhurst in your house, but like literally it was the same 10 foods all the time. We would go out to dinner like maybe once a year and I would okay, get Okay, that was going to be my question. You guys never went out to dinner. Ne- maybe once a year if my dad wanted uh, a lobster and we would go to a lobster place that also had a hamburger so I could have a hamburger. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mom didn't... You didn't eat dinner at uh, friends' houses? Never, never. I'm telling you, when I say oh. never, never. Wow. Like even this past Thanksgiving, I'm like, what did you have? We had, my mom's like, we had the turkey, we had stuffed shells, we had corn, potatoes. It's the same Thanksgiving menu I had when I was six. Nothing changes. They go with what they know over there in this. Right. Wow. And you know, my mom is on this podcast. Yes, I know. Because I don't know if she's ever had a fig. I have no idea. 
Because you're Italian. Are you, you guys are Italian. My mom is Italian and my dad is actually Slovak. So I oh. eat like some Polish food, like pierogies and um, mm-hmm. uh, like kielbasa, kielbasa, I guess people call it. I don't know. We called it kielbasa in my house. It's probably not the right way to pronounce it, but I love I that know. on a roll. Delicious. <laughs> a roll that's so on a roll on a just roll. putting everything on a roll oh from shop it's so right. good on a roll but so you had figs as a kid uh yes my mom loves figs and i definitely had ha- and i and the fa- wrapped in bacon i remember my mom would do some but you know i've also never had an olive really how could you be italian and not have an olive listen don't harass me i've never <laughs> had an olive my mother loves olives we just did tuna fish with rosie o'donnell and Ro- and my mother was like she doesn't put olives in the tuna fish i put spanish olives i was like no i've never even had an why olive why did you put olives in your tuna fish i never had olives until i was an adult and i started liking olives through all bread. When I worked for that catering company in college, that's when I was exposed to a lot of new foods. Oh, I never had olive bread. Never had any kind of olive. Oh my God. You had we had pizza. Bread. We had Bruno's. Did you go to Bruno's? We Bruno's. Bruno's. Still there. Best pizza. Delish. Bruno's puts the chicken parm hero in a cardboard box if you oh, get it to go, which shit. I think is so classy. <laughs> Don't you think the fucking thing in a cardboard? So you take, or you open the cardboard box and the mozzarella cheese is dripping down. Oh, and now I have dried figs. Okay, those work too. Because regular figs, you know, it's winter they're time not, and they're hard yeah, to find. Yeah, I, that's, I didn't think you were going to be able to find them even, but you found dried. These, Great. I had to go to three different stores to find oh, the dried. Sorry. No, I I'm happy. Backup foods. Yeah, okay. but I want to do the figs with you. I thought it was good. All okay. right, I'm going to eat just the dried. Now, have you ever had just a dried fig or you always had them wrapped in bacon? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always had it dried. Yeah. I usually get fresh, but I like dried too. But have you had these alone? Yes. You've had these just alone, just a fig yes. like this. All right. All right. I'm going to try this. Okay. Figs with Melissa Fomero first time. Let's see. You're going to like it. It's like candy. Oh, it's very sweet. Yeah. Mmm. Right? Oh, that's nice. So the fresh ones are that flavor, but more mild. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everything dried is always sweeter. And so this the is fresh a strong, one, it's a strong flavor. Yeah. Not a joke. No. <laughs> and there's something crunchy in it. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the middle, the kind of like seeds are a little crunchy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Not loving that texture. Well, I don't think I would snack on these. You know what I mean? Okay. It feels a little bit like there's some kind of granule in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a sand yeah. or a... Uh huh. I think that's more like in the dried ones mm. than the than the fresh ones. But. And now you instructed me to eat the figs with bacon on them. Yeah, because it's that sweet and salty. So now I'm going to try the fig with the bacon wrapped. I didn't want to do that first because I felt like it was cheating because bacon is so good. Because bacon makes everything better. I yes. mean, so you eat bacon, you eat all kinds of meats, you eat everything. Oh, yeah. I eat everything. All right. Let me try now the fig with the bacon, which I think is going to be delish. It looks it so good. Can you see that on Zoom? I, yes, you did a oh, very good job. Oh, it's kind of perfectly, beautifully mm-hmm. cooked there. I don't need the toothpick anymore. Let's try I feel this. like that's very like East Coast that we like our bacon crispy. I, I can't mm. get on board with, right? Oh, now that with the bacon. Mm-hmm. But you're getting like a salty. Salty sweet. Mm. Oh, right? that's really good. There's still those granules <laughs> in there. 
No, you don't mind. I think that's more. Okay. So next summer you should, for you and your boyfriend, you should get some fresh figs, fresh figs, wrap them in bacon, do the same thing. And then you could even do, if you want to get fancy, always, you could like stuff them with some goat cheese or sprinkle some goat cheese on top. I don't think I've ever had goat cheese. Really? I'm supposed to do a cheese plate with somebody later on in the podcast. Oh, because I've never had brie. I've never really had blue cheese. I've smelled what? it. It's like disgusting. I don't think Again, I've ever had you're Munster. Italian. How have you not had all the cheeses? It was like simple foods my mother made. Oh my like we had meat. She'd make a meatloaf. You know what I mean? Like it was simple. Yeah. Now with the figs, do you eat these for Christmas? Will you make these? If I mean, if we were not in COVID and you were like hosting a party, have you ever made the figs with bacon wrap? around them? Yes, I have made that as like an appetizer many times. Yes. And how did that go over? Oh, it's always a hit. It's always so good. It's like figs. I feel like people forget about figs. You know what I mean? And it's like every time I would make it for people or have it, they'd be like, oh my God, I love figs. I always forget about figs. Sometimes I see them in the store and I just like don't even. Wow. Yeah. And with the bacon is always a big hit. It's like for sure. And who your mom is the first person that fed you figs. And was it a holiday treat? Yes. Were you like in Lindhurst no, around Christmas time? No, I feel time? like it definitely was Lindhurst. But no, I because she likes to use the fresh ones too. Yeah. Because my mom's an amazing cook. So oh my, my parents God. are Cuban. So yes. I grew up eating Cuban food. And then because where we lived, Italian food, because my parents love Italian food. And we oh. always got to eat oh my God. at all the Italian places in Rutherford. And like, yeah. Oh, you're so My lucky. parents miss the Italian restaurants so much. So my mom would make Italian food and Cuban food mostly growing up. Yeah. And then when I was in college, my dad had quintuple bypass surgery. Oh, my Lord. And then my mom expanded her cooking to more like healthy farm to table, wow. like that kind of cuisine, more fresh, more whole foods, which is how I eat. Yes. Um. So we share recipes all the time. And I definitely can remember, I think the first time I had a fig was, yeah, my parents' backyard, like in the summertime. So figs she, are considered and healthy? And she would always wrap it in bacon. I mean, it's a fruit. <laughs> not with the bacon. It's probably not healthy. It's not as healthy with the bacon, but whatever. Bacon's not like the worst thing you could eat. I'm so happy you like it. I'm so I do happy like I got it. to experience your first fig. Now I have a question from a listener. Oh, we're gonna do a quick question with a listener because they need some advice or they want to tell us about a food nightmare. They've written into babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh. And this is their story. Dear Jimmy, my biggest food nightmare was when I was 15 years old. I was working at a dinner theater in the kitchen. Oh, this is very very on brand for us. Very on brand. I was working at a dinner theater in the kitchen as a dishwasher. And for some reason, the cook couldn't make it. The owner grabbed me to assist him. We prepared the food all day, including a shrimp seafood casserole. <gasps> Boy, this could be going down a really scary road. Seafood casseroles are never a good idea. Eek. Later that evening, one by one, people were sending back their casseroles. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> just one by one. Thank you. Thousands back. of casseroles, just trays <laughs> full of casseroles. It didn't take long to realize there was a problem. Yes. Apparently I had left the shells on all of the shrimp. I don't know how I'm alive today after ruining a hundred meals for the chip. 
couple. Oh my God. I'm still traumatized. Thank you, Andrea from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <gasps> Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Amish country. Did you ever go on a bus trip to the Amish? Yes. Nurse from to... Franklin School? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what wasn't it uh Waterloo? No, what's that? No. Waterloo. We went to the Amish country. Well, I mean, we did too. Maybe Waterloo was something different. Maybe they went to both. But then, you know, you, you're close to there uh, when you work at Hershey too. And they would come on our bus, the school bus, with their horseshoes to sell them. And you couldn't take their picture because they think that if you take their picture, you steal their soul. <laughs> I remember that about the Amish. <laughs> They'll never really? be on Brooklyn Nine-Nine because they I think if they're in- I remember that. Yes, if they're on- Well, then how do they, don't they have that reality? show with the Amish? Oh, How do they explain that? Maybe it's just still cameras. They told us do not take their photo or put your camera up because they think that they're so... Look it up. You could look it up on the I internet. I think they just said that shit to scare you so you, you wouldn't think? take any pictures of them. Yeah. Now, have you ever prepared a meal that was a complete disaster like Andrea in Lancaster? Oh, God. I'm sure I have. I'm trying to think. I'm afraid to prepare any kind of risky like even a turkey for thanksgiving i'm afraid because uh-huh. you could kill people with a turkey or a chicken like if it's not you know you could give people oh, like salmonella. If it's raw? <laughs> yeah what if i don't cook it enough you know what i mean you're not afraid of that do you cook a lot i do i do cook a lot i cook almost every day do you have um, a thermometer for the meats and things are you using a thermometer when you cook uh for certain things i do my husband's always very nervous about that especially with chicken he overcooks chicken a lot i yes. usually try to cook the chicken because chicken scares him. Yes, I'm like him. But you're not afraid of that. No, I'm not. Because also, like, as soon as you take a bite, you know if something's undercooked, you just spit it out. Like, and then throw it back in. You. Yeah, and then just fix it. But I, I do get, I do get nervous about when I, I, we had more dinner parties when we lived in New York, and I would. I would always be nervous unless I was cooking with someone, which would often happen. Um, And then I would do something more adventurous if I had like somebody with me. But if I was alone, I was always nervous to like try something new or do something like a little more adventurous because I was like, what if I fuck it up? And like, yeah, yeah. And I, my first Thanksgiving, I was so stressed out. Oh my God. And then I I was so mad because I felt like it was my first Thanksgiving that I hosted in, in New York in our apartment in Harlem and we had like 10 people over and I did the whole thing, the turkey, all the sides, my parents, I was cooking for days. Oh my God. And then we sat down at the table and everybody's done eating in like 10 minutes. It's over. So mad. And my husband went to go grab my plate and I was like, you leave that plate there for, we are sitting here for at least 20 more minutes. People might want seconds. I can't believe how fast everyone ate. We're just sitting here and talking with our plates in front of us. Don't start cleaning. Don't you dare. Dessert is in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. That's also such an Italian Lindhurst thing. Like, (laughs) we, my parents are probably still sitting around the table from Thanksgiving a month ago. Like, (laughs) they, when you finish your plate, then you talk for an hour. Then you get the dessert. Then you talk for another hour. Yes. And there's a reason that little plate fits right on top of your big plate. So you don't have to move anything. Eating is like more of an event in my house. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that Us might too. be a... But no, I think it must be like a Jersey thing because oh. it's not... Even, or maybe it's something we adopted from Italians. I don't know. Because that town was so Italian. <laughs> yeah. Re- Do you have a favorite food that you enjoy making? Um, hmm. I just made the other day. Uh, it's a Cuban dish called picadillo. And it's... 
basically ground beef, Mm -hmm. very deliciously seasoned with like garlic and onions and peppers and capers. And and you serve it on top of white rice. And it's Mm. just like so good. And I'm, I hadn't made it in a long time. I used to make it all the time. And for some reason I hadn't made it in a long time. And I was making some, oh, for the baby. Yes. Um, who's just starting on like, you know, finger food now. So I was like, oh, I'll make picadillo. That's perfect for him to like mash. And my husband was like, wait, why are you making this for all of us? And I was like, why aren't I making this for all of us? This is so dumb. (laughs) So he like went and got me more ground beef and then I made, and I was like, I'm going to make this all the time. This is so good. That sounds delicious. It's delicious. Even the toddler who's like in a phase, he's, he's on a menu that I'm trying to break him out of right now. He's a baby mouth. Yes. He's a baby mouth. And he even ate it and he was like, "Mm, I like this. I kind of like didn't say anything. I just put it on his plate and I was like, That sounds really good. I it's think really good. When COVID is over, I'm going to come over and come you're going to make me some make of that. That sounds so Picadillo. Yeah. Picadillo. Picadillo. Yeah. Picadillo. I love saying it that way. Yeah. Melissa, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for coming on so to my fun. podcast. I love these figs. I'm so happy. I'm going to eat the ones. I, I mean, I think the ones with the bacon are better. Sure. And there is a granule element to it, like a sand on the beach. I hear you. Uh, yeah. The texture thing's a big one, but you should try in the summertime. Remember to try some fresh ones. Do fresh yeah. ones with the bacon and you're going to really like it. Because, you know, they like roast a little bit, the fresh ones. So you can eat the fresh ones like totally plain too. Um, they taste like, I mean, it's the same flavor, but the texture is more of that of like a fruit. Right, right, right. And the seeds are not quite as like sandy because yeah. they're, you know, but, but then when you make it with the bacon, they like roast a little bit. So they, you know, it's like almost the in between the fresh and the dried kind of. I could totally see serving this at a party for like a little appetizer yep. with the toothpick yep. go around. And it's yep. really delicious. So thank you so much because now I won't You're be afraid welcome. to eat figs anymore. I'm so happy. Right. Let's see if my mother can actually get into this Zoom. Very difficult, people. It's not an easy task to get my mother on this podcast. As we wait, okay, here she is. Let's see now. Here comes my mom. Okay, you should be able to hear me. Now I can. I couldn't at all. Oh, boy. What a thing. (laughs) How's it going, Mom? Oh, just great. What was the problem there? I don't know what happened, but you were talking and there was no voice at all. And so I did it again and again and again. (laughs) How was your day? Now, I know you already ate dinner because it's a little bit later in the day there. What did you have today? Oh, I didn't really cook today. We just had hot dogs and fries and salad. How do you cook your hot dogs? You boil them? No, put them in the, uh, the broiler. We broil them. Oh, okay. Broil. Yeah. Do you put anything on your hot dog? Of course. I put mustard. You could put sauerkraut. Yeah, but daddy doesn't like sauerkraut, so we just use mustard. Yeah, I don't put anything on, you know. Oh. But even just mustard is not that much, really, right? No, I don't put that much on, but you could put, a lot of people uh, put relish. Yeah, well, I put sometimes onions and cheese. People put cheese. You can put anything on a hot dog. You can have an Italian 
Italian hot dog. You put um, onions on it and peppers and potatoes. And olives, maybe, no. No, not olives. That's an oh. Italian hot dog. You put on the peppers and uh, potatoes, like home mm. fries. Yeah, it's That good. sounds good, like sausage and peppers, but on a hot dog. Yeah, it is good. You think you'll have a dessert later or no? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of full. <laughs> you didn't have any sweet treat today at all? No, no, no sweet treats today. No. Oh boy. And how was your weekend? It was good. I yeah. mean, we uh, did some work. We're going to, uh, we're not going to put up the tree. I know. I don't know why. Well, no one's going to see it. So, and it's so much work. We have to drag it up from the basement and then decorate it and move furniture around. And it's not worth all the effort. No one's going to see it. We're going to get a live tree, a little one, not real big, and put it on top of the desk that's like in the living room. Oh, and have good. that. Yeah, and then we can plant it outside. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, instead of getting the artificial one upstairs. But I, what's the whole thing about no gift giving? I don't understand this whole thing this year. You proclaimed on the phone to me that no family members are exchanging any gifts this year. Yes, because of the COVID. No one's going to see each other and no one's going shopping. So it would just be like a money exchange. You give me some money and I give you some money. So we're just not going to do anything. But why can't you do it online? Don't you ever do Amazon? What? Send money? No, gifts. No, well, pe people don't want to do that. We always, we, and we are every year we went over to Kristen's. We met, oh, you weren't around. We, I did. Yeah, we went to Kristen's and we all went. And, but this year it's, it's very bad and very different. So, no, I mean, you can't go in a store and you can't, but you could still shop online. You could get somebody a sweater or a shirt. Yeah, well, or something. Well, people. People don't want to be bothered this year. I don't know who the people are. It's just you and two other aunts. I mean, who are the people that don't want to be bothered? Aunt Carol, Aunt B, who? Well, like Kristen, she always bought us gifts. And well, Aunt Rhody, we're still exchanging with her. Yeah, I don't understand it. I just don't want you to cancel Christmas because you said no tree, no gifts. I mean. No, we're having a tree and I'm still getting some gifts for the grandchildren and my sons and uh, my sister. Because it's still Christmas, you know. You know, just because there's COVID doesn't mean it's not Christmas. Oh, I know. Good. Now, what else did you do today? Anything? Well, I watched the kids. Yesterday, we had terrible weather. It was pouring and wind. Ay, ay, ay. Why don't terrible. you come move to California? It's beautiful here every day. No, thank you. <laughs> Why? I want to stay right where I am. It's beautiful here. Palm I know Springs. it's beautiful, but I don't want to live there. You could retire in Palm Springs, you and Daddy. Oh, yes. And we, can't, we drive each other crazy. <laughs> Doesn't the weather bother you after a while? No, I like the different seasons. Yeah, in New Jersey. Are you sitting up? Yes. Why are you putting your pipe? Why do you have your hand behind your head? <laughs> You're not sitting I am up. up. I'm up, Jim. Yes, I am. I'm sitting up. You look like you're laying down. I don't understand. Well, I'm not, I'm not laying down. All right. I'm sitting up. All right. You know, today on the show, I had Melissa Fumero, but you know her as Melissa Gallo. 
Yes. You know, we went to the same high school. I guess she was in my brother Michael's class. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think she was older than him. I don't think so. I think she was in his class. Well, maybe she was. I don't remember. I don't know. Did you ever watch One Life to Live? No. Oh. Well, which ones do you watch? I watch Young and Restless and General Hospital. And what are the, like, what's going on on General? Is that Sonny on General Hospital? Yes, yes. Is he still on it? Yes. Because that's your favorite character. Yeah, well, yeah. And Young and Restless, I, I watched that when I started my first job, but then I didn't watch it for years. Yeah. And then uh, when I retired, I started watching it again. And what's going on on The Young and the Restless? I, is that, what's family? Is, that's not the Colbys, is it? No. No, that's uh, Victor, uh, New, the Newman family. Oh, Newman, Victor Newman. Newman. Is that Kyriakis or that was Days of Our Lives? No, that was Days of Our Lives. Because you we used to watch them Watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. That's still on. Days of Our Lives is still on? Yeah, it's still on, but I don't watch it. But Young and the Restless is the Newmans. Victor Newman. Newman. And the Abbots and the Abbots. What are they doing uh, on there now? My phone's ringing. Oh, boy. You got a phone call coming in? No, that's okay. Who's calling? Aunt Rody, but he's just downstairs, Daddy. Yeah, he can answer it. I'm upstairs. Oh, I thought you said he was calling. No. <laughs> Can't he just walk up the stairs? <laughs> Well, I said, no, is it? And you said, Daddy. I said, can he walk no, upstairs? No, I meant Daddy could get it. Oh, I thought I'm it was upstairs. him. I thought it was him. Maybe he needed help. <laughs> and you're doing my stupid podcast and he needs no. help. Oh, no, oh. it was Rody. Now, what's going on in The Young and the Restless? You don't even, why do you watch it if you don't know what's happening? I didn't watch it yet this week. Uh, Abby, the Victor's Victor's daughter, excuse yes. me, she's getting married and she's getting cold feet. That's what oh. it was mostly about uh, oh. Friday. So I didn't watch it yet. Is his daughter old or has she been on it for a long time or no? I don't know how many years, Jim. I have no idea. But is she like a young person or is she like oh, yeah, 50 she's years old? Young. Maybe she's in her 30s. That's Victor's daughter? Because he's probably 80, right? I know. Yeah, this is his daughter. This, Well, how many wives? He had so many wives. <laughs> I, well, over the years, because he's been yeah. on it how long? 30 yeah. years? And that's you like that one better than General Hospital or you like no, I had General Hospital, but I didn't start watching that till a while ago. Like I don't, some of the storylines that they go way back, I don't know them. Who were those families on General Hospital? Do you know General Hospital? Sunny, what's his? I can't even think now, Jim. You get me all crazy. No, no, I don't know. I'm a, I'm genuinely asking because I don't know those characters. I just know Sunny because I think that's your favorite. Sunny Corinthos. Sunny Corinthos. Used to call him Sonny Licious. Sonny Licious. Sonny Corinthos. They're Corinthos family. There's uh, Jason wow. Morgan. There's and then the um, the older ones. Wow. I, I can't even think. Jeff. Are they in a hospital or what do they do? Well, yeah, that you know, some scenes are in the hospital, but some, you know, some are just around. And do you know what their storyline is right now? Well, there was a big explosion. There's a, a new guy in it now that he's uh, running drugs through the hospital. That's like the whole oh, new thing now. God, I'm surprised you don't watch the housewife shows because, you know, I think that there are not a lot of soap operas anymore because the housewives, you know, the real housewives, housewives they're, yeah. they're like soap operas, but they're real people. 
I know, but they're like, I don't know. I think they're so phony. Fo- like, they're so phony. Just like everybody watches the, the Bachelorette, and it's, I don't like it at all because it's so phony. They are phony. Absolutely. Yeah. They make up all the scenes. I think they right, have writers. That's why I don't like, I don't watch them at all. That yeah. The Housewives, too, I think a lot of that is phony. Well, I like soap operas because my mother used to watch. <laughs> watch, and then we used to tape them on a VHS tape. I don't remember that, but I remember watching them yes you do on a vh a vcr tape oh yeah yeah the vcr <laughs> how do you do it now <laughs> yes i record it yeah you still do it on a vcr i yeah i do it on my on my television i don't know press the button and it records but is it a you know it's not a tape anymore no it, it's off the television it's not a tape oh good oh right. i don't know why i get mad why you don't tape things no we don't tape yeah no actually we we never tape anything. We don't have a um, DVR. That's what it's called. A yeah. digital video recorder. Right. I wasn't sure if you were still using no. tapes. No, no, no. Well, I did today with Melissa Gal, Melissa Fumero now. She was Gallo when we knew her in Lynnhurst. But we did uh, figs, which I never had before. So I tried just the dried fig first. Mm-hmm. And it was good. It's like a fruit. You know, yeah, it's sweet. sweet. Yeah. So you had them before? Yes, yes, I've had them. Well, we had fig uh, trees in our yard when we lived in in Lynnhurst, down the oh. other end of town. Yeah, my grandfather that lived upstairs, he had to cover them in the winter time like paper, like tar paper, and then we had this. What? They were good. They you were used good. to cover the trees with yes, tar in the paper. What the hell is tar paper? <laughs> some kind of heavy paper for the winter, so the, you know the when trees? the snow. Yes, the, the fig So they trees. were paper-covered trees in your backyard? Well, no, they were covered with this black. It was like tar paper, you know, like tar paper that likes on a roof before they, they... I can't explain it, but anyway, you had to cover them in the winter so they wouldn't die from the snow and the rain, and they were good. They're very sweet. So in the winter, if people came over to visit you in your backyard, right. were black paper-covered trees? Yeah, well, they weren't real big like a regular tree. They weren't that big, Jim. I've never heard of this. Have you ever seen any other paper-covered tree in your life? <laughs> no, I'm saying when I was young. But even that, I mean, why would that stop? Years, 60 years ago. I'm just wondering, because I've never heard that or I've never been to anybody's house before where I well, look and I go... Well, that's old Italian, Jim. Old Italian. <laughs> that's very Anybody weird. that has an old grandmother you ask them about the fig trees well they're welcome to write into me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com and i'll let you know but i've never heard of paper covered fig trees i think it was tarp i don't know what kind of paper it was i just tarp. remember it was dark it was black and you covered it up the trees they weren't that tall like a regular tree we had two in our backyard and then you uncovered it in the spring and then the figs would grow and they were delicious. Wow. And then how would you eat them? Just eat them, wash them and eat them. Oh, you don't peel them or cut them or anything? No, no. Wow. They're like a, they look like a little bulb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And now do you eat them now or no? No, no. I don't need them anymore. They were people went crazy for them in the neighborhood. And for Christmas time, I would Figs. think it was. I don't know. Aunt Liz used to make them, didn't she? They- 
no, no. They have these uh, dried figs. They're like on a string. They're <laughs> like a wrap. No, they're round. Uh, you buy them in the store and they're they're round. They're on this round, like it's like a piece of string and they're all dried out and you eat them. They're good. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? And then you could wear your figs as a necklace to your event at <laughs> no, night that's also. how they are. Figs on a string? Not, I don't know what it is. It's on something. It's like a round circle and there's all dried figs on it. Oh my God. I never heard of any of the, well, I got dried figs. They were just in a plastic carton that's what i use today was dry they're not on right, a string or a necklace ago, well years ago they they sold them probably if you went into like an italian delicatessen or an italian store they probably have them they're like you they're like what you had today but they're they're in a on a piece of it's not string i don't know what it is but they're in a round circle and you eat them you take I'm them i'm gonna have what to it, look that up and so but you never heated them up the figs no no you yep. should try with the bacon. Yeah. It's delicious. I don't know. Because they're sweet. They are sweet. I mean, they're good. People love them. Well, when you say bring us some figgy pudding, is that the figs? Figs. They, yeah, they, they probably bake those figs. Yeah, somehow. You know, bring us some figgy yeah. pudding. Yeah, that's that the figs. That must be figs. Yeah. But it's weird because you can't get them in the winter. Like you said, I don't know if people are covering their trees. I've never heard of that in my life. Well, but, you got to find an old Italian person. Well, I'm talking to one. Well, no, I mean, older than me. I mean, this was Whoa. my grandfather. My grandfather yeah. did this. I didn't do it. Crazy. Would the paper come off if it was windy? No, I think they tied it. They tied it with cord to keep it on the tree. They tied the tree with cord and the paper and they tied it up with cord. Wow. I bet people will write in and tell me that this is something that they Yeah, do. I hope they do. And I'm I bet not crazy. <laughs> well, I I think I bet that um oh boy, we got some snorts. Oh boy. That's my mother snorting, by the way, if not me. What are you gonna do tonight? It's Tuesday. What's on? The chase? That's on the afternoon. Um tonight, I don't know. I probably watch uh, Home and Gardens house hunters or something and there's nothing on house hunters when you watch it and go oh i'd like to live in that place no because no i was watching it's not uh i don't know if it's the discovery channel they have um bahama life and hawaiian life and all this and you wouldn't like to live in one of those places hawaii uh, no thank you no all right say right where i am all right mom well uh, all right that's it have a good night and stay safe The Baby Mouth theme song is performed by me and was written by me and Jesse Vargas. Jesse also orchestrated, recorded, and mixed the song. The Baby Mouth artwork was created by Tim Quartier. You can follow the Baby Mouth podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Baby Mouth Pod. Tell me about your own personal food nightmare. Have you ever been forced to eat something horrible at a fancy party or on a first date? Is there a food you're afraid to try? I want to know all about your scary food experiences. Email me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Baby Mouth wherever you get your podcasts. And please, don't forget to leave a review. Baby Mouth!